What up, sluts? This is the World of No Sports podcast. The sexiest sports podcast. Actually, no, sorry, Nick. It's not sports. It's sport podcast in the world. (laughs) I'm your host with the most, Connor O'Connell, buttered toast. And to my left... Me? Question mark? The Viking safety's best brother. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What, we want your me? full name here, Nick. Ah, uh, my name's Nick Harrison Smith. There you are. You are. <laughs> You'd have been better than Javier Rose back there this year, <laughs> literally. And my other host, the uh, the Derry correspondent, the uh, Matthew Morrison here, coming in live from the northwest. <sighs> Who's the rain up here, Matthew? Oh, well, actually. The one day it isn't raining in Northern Ireland, Connor, but yes. That's a lie, it's always raining in Northern Ireland. That's why I've moved to sunny Wales to avoid the rain. Some people no, have the Bahamas of England. <laughs> Some people may laugh. People in, people in South Wales go, oh, it always rains a lot. And then when I went there for the first time, I was like a fucking baked potato. It's because you can go there. It was way too warm, way too dry. That's all, oh, Jesus. This is bad. And you're like the first person in human history to complain in Wales that it's too warm. See, people here love complaining. You complain when it's too cold and then when it heats up, like it's too fucking warm. It's the way we get through the day. I I can't walk around with a bird in my head right now. Yeah. I mean, over here, it's too warm. <laughs> it's always too warm. Doesn't change. It's too warm. Uh, it's too warm today. Uh, so we got a bombastic, fantastic, slapstick show today. We'll be talking about all shite, all the shite that's going on in college football. Will they? Won't they? Will there be a season? Yep. We got uh, the Champions League. Uh, a few sad departures. A few amazing matches, possibly. Um, Hello. What else do we talk about? Hang on, because I had the list up for a second. Da da da. We got a uh, fan. Uh, we got the Formula One corner, hosted yes. by Nick Harrison Smith himself. <laughs> and, and then finally, I deliver the uh, the SmackDown on the wide receiver tier list. Is what I'll do. Good stuff. Helping. Sorry. Good stuff. Good stuff. Your initials yes. are also NHS, Nick. We clapped for you for 10 weeks. <sighs> Classic banter. Well done, Matthew. Hand the back. Why are you leaving us, Nick? How much has Boris paid you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking wish Boris paid me. Mm-hmm. There we have it, folks. The first podcast to openly support selling the NHS. <laughs> mm. I mean, well, that's my coffee down. I remember a few weeks ago listening back. It wasn't even a few weeks ago, and I had clearly had some uh, polos that I was eating. And then I was listening back, and I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) 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 And it is, it's just me going. (laughs) That was vile. That made my skin crawl. Obviously, I was trying to keep it quiet. At times, and then you know, Nick's Nick or Matthew's talking. Oh, here's my my lips slapping. <laughs> it's always what you please. That's what the people want to hear, Connor. 
Yep. 24-7. ASMR. ASMR, Connor eats some polos. <laughs> All right, so we're going to kick her off with the, uh, the old college football. Because, you know, they kick off. So or they're supposed sad, to. Possibly sad news. There's a chance that college football will be cancelled. You've had a few conferences already. You had uh, the MAC, so the MAC. You got the Mountain West Conference, the Big 12, and Pac 12. I don't think Pac 12 have officially cancelled, but it seems all but confirmed. Uh, the sad part is they're only cancelling it for the one year. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile the SEC because of of course the SEC have announced they're deciding to go ahead and they're trying to invite teams to follow up the schedule so there's going to be some brutal it would be the SEC I can't wait to see Alabama versus like South Arkansas and it ends (laughs) up being like 84-0 because yeah the ref blows it off early Well, that was Trevor Lawrence actually came out in a statement and said you need college football back because if we don't no one's going to get sick playing football but if you let them go home to their families they're probably more likely to get sick which I, I do and I don't I'm agree not, with I'm not totally convinced of that that I don't know that I, I think that Trevor is is really working hard down at the uh, down at the old uh, epidemiology CDC. lab there. Yeah, yeah, figuring <laughs> figuring out his his statistics, working the numbers. Um, Trev, I mean, big lad. I don't know about you, but getting a hundred odd people together in a stadium sounds like there might be some some reason for concern there. But I don't know. He he can he can do him. I just just there. You wonder you just what else these uh, students could do to occupy their time. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. If only there was, you know. Well, they can finish that communications degree. <laughs> like, it's... He's uh, getting married. To. He just got engaged. To be fair to him, big Aye, What an idiot! Before what he made the money, fool. What's scary? Well, as you know, high elves uh, marry at a young age. You <laughs> 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 uh, look at Trevor Lawrence, and he is some unworldly type creature. Yeah, he's just, he's kind of, you would describe the man as majestic. He is, he is. And what's even more majestic about him is that he actually might be the man who unionises college football. A unionist, some would say. Oh, oh Jesus, don't turn me against him, Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) But we're Republicans. See, it's mad in America. That's a bad thing, but over here, it's it's also a bad thing. Republicans do hate unionists. Yeah, like that's one thing we have in common. That's that is actually hilarious. I mean, what color does Clemson wear? Orange, oh, to you right now. Oh, Jesus, there you are. All right, well, I'm, I'm just going to say that's a problem right there. So, that means we have to support the fucking Oregon Ducks. We're the only right, team this... I can think of that wear green. Uh, Baylor. Oh, Baylor. There we go. There we go. This is officially a Baylor podcast. We're a Baylor oh, podcast. I'm MSU. Yeah. But, I mean, the Origin Ducks do sound fantastic because they're ducks. <laughs> the Origin Ducks. They are. Oregon. <laughs> the Oregon. They're the, the Oregon, Oregon Ducks. ducks. <laughs> whatever. Who cares? The Portland Ducks. Whatever. Yeah. They had we just know where they're Herbert. from. The trees. Screw them. The Darkwing Ducks. Was did Mario? Would it not go to? Uh, he did. Uh, they also yes. had a QB that went second overall back in two thousand and four, I think. 
uh, called Joey Harrington, who the Lions drafted and then only lasted about three years because he was crap. And uh, if the Lions didn't draft him, they could have got like I don't know Aaron Rodgers the next year. I but Connor, then what would you be like? What oh, would I'd your head so pieces and jokes be about? <laughs> I know. Who would you? Who would you, I knows who would you hate? Ten different shades of brown. <laughs> <laughs> he would. I do respect that about you that you can hate someone but openly admit that if he played for your team you'd love him. I I mean, you know, get doozy up till a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you do like to have an absolute twat. I mean the thing is, no, if Aaron Rodgers played for the Lions and was fantastic and then, you know, it'd be thirteen years later and he still hasn't got a playoff one, but I'd be like, Oh my god, look at that arm on him. I mean <laughs> look the, at all the, the absolute you can do. The absolute proof of this is definitely that Kieran Tierney and um, Kieran Tierney <laughs> and Andy Robertson are basically the exact same human, with like a different, a different like Skyrim, like hair setting, and uh, and one of them plays for Arsenal and Connor absolutely loves him and the other one doesn't and he's the devil. Um, I have it's not seen Andy game Robertson. Game I have not seen Andy Robertson with a Tesco bag. Or a shirt tucked in. Or a shirt tucked I, in. I, I or, you know, absolutely bet you. I would bet you money that it's uh, you could probably find a picture of Andy Robertson with a Tesco bag pretty easily. I could make it for you now if you want. Just put it on. Just say. Jesus, he's It's not like he's going to fucking Waitrose, is it? Oh, it's just Ian's kind of man. It's Robertson. Nick, <sighs> uh, you know, I like, I like left backs who actually play the position. So that's the way I choose. Or play it for Arsenal. Well, I found that a nice does. tweet from Andy Robertson back in 2012. Life at this age is rubbish with no money. Hashtag need a job. Well, you're going to say he said like a racial slur or something, and that means we can oh, cancel him. Oh, wish. <laughs> that's not a bad old tweet to resurface. I want money. Like that's that's a pretty I need money. Relatable thing. It just shows that he never had any belief in himself. And nor should he have. <laughs> yeah, we've only got a pressure. Exactly one. what it shows. <laughs> Big gump. Uh, there's uh, some other college football teams at this point uh, who are like, Aye. you know, the big, big ones like in the big, in the, I think it's in the Big 12 or is it the Big 10? Teams like Nebraska and Iowa, they're looking to move over to like the ACC or the SEC or something like that. Uh, big teams like. Like in the Big Twelve, I think that's the Georgia. No, Georgia's not in the Big Twelve. It's uh, like Oklahoma. Ohio State. Oklahoma's doing like the Big o- Twelve. Oklahoma. Uh, they're Big Ten. They're yeah, they're another one that's going to just keep going. Michigan's going to keep going. You know, all the schools that actually have a chance. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a lie. I said Michigan. They don't have yeah, a chance. Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. They're leaving. Bell went to Michigan. They don't. Ah, but they're a joke. One Thomas Brady went to Michigan. He did. He did actually, yes. I can't believe I'm that. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he got drafted nowhere and then everybody forgot about him. But so for let's Michigan, they ever won uh, the national championship, they'll have to beat Ohio State. And I don't think they've done that like 600 years. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah, more. Same more as the less. Irish with the English. There you are. Uh, it's going to have mad implications as well on the 2021 draft. Uh, which will yeah, be quite fun. Sort of because imagine. Imagine the 2019 season got wiped out. No one would have fucking heard of Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's it. It would have been like a faster or a sixth round pick. Joe Burrow, yeah. last year had less fanfare than Jake Fromm this year. 
Fuck. Like Jake Fromm was miles ahead of him in terms of like rankings. People thought he'd be a first round pick. Like about a year ago. And then, you know, they realised, ah oh, Jesus Christ, he's Marcus Mariota, or he's someone of that ilk. He's Derek Carr. <laughs> so he's Derek Carr with a weaker arm. And not I always feel sorry when Derek Carr keeps being used as like the poster boy for mediocrity just because I really do like him. But I he is kind of... It is kind of fair. I'll well. steal something from the PFF podcast <clears throat> I listened to yesterday. Go on then. If you need the ball thrown four yards, I'll give you seven. If you need the ball thrown 50 yard, or 15 yards, I'll give you seven. <laughs> that's, that's Derek Carr. <clears throat> so, I, uh, so COVID is looking to destroy college football, which is now yep. a political statement, according to Donald Trump. Oh, he, Jesus Christ! He He's getting sued by said, TikTok. Play college football. <laughs> Good lad, notorious, notorious slow toddler, Donald Trump finally gets around to an issue. No, uh, it, it's pretty. It's I say it's pretty funny because it has deaths in it, but it's pretty funny that uh, he might be one of the reasons why the actual college football won't start in the first place. But I, yeah. <laughs> he's, he has said, "Play college football," and the people down south will be loving it. People just and want to act as a contrarian to Trump, and that's why it's not. You have to happen. know that this is this is because he's basically been um, he's basically been like rejected by every other major sport. Like the NFL players want nothing to do with him. The baseball players want nothing to do with him. You know, the basketball players want nothing to do with him. The US so, uh, ladies team is, that won the World Cup wanted nothing to fucking do with him. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. <clears throat> um, so this is basically his last resort. Like this is his last. His last thing that he can cling to. That and I he don't just know, wants to make Trevor Lawrence. I'm trying to find the tweet <laughs> he did yesterday. He fucking tweets so much. It's, it's constant. Oh it's I think that's like, 80% of his job. It's almost like he's unemployed and he has nothing else to do. <laughs> what, if, what if Twitter just decided, ah, we're going to suspend this account for a few months? I mean, they could. They'd be within their rights to. Uh, be making a big political statement though. Oh no, they'd be fucked because they're based in America. You <laughs> would just would make their life so much harder. But I still, I just love that they're a private company. They can do what they like. If he does, no push it too says far, he has think. to have a Twitter account. They just suspended one of his like. It was something to oh, do his, with him. Yeah, for his like news. son. I think his son got his account suspended for for right. sharing. Uh, and they kind made up stuff. His, I mean, his. Uh, the owner of Twitter is worth like what a hundred billion or something. Something like that. Uh, I, I I have a feeling he may be a fan of keeping Trump around. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who know. just looks like a big tax dodger, like Jeff Bezos. Is I, not I think that I think that the guy who runs Twitter is much more is much more, more left leaning. He's yeah. yeah, he's a lot more liberal than like Jeff Bezos or um or a fucking human lizard man Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg is such a He's such a guard. He he should be a college team's mascot. Just the Zuck. <laughs> it's just him with too much fucking sun cream on and a wet hoodie like he did that on fucking thing. Just fucking riding the, around the, the stadium. The Houston, the Houston Zuckerbergs. <laughs> that you know who the perfect team. They could change the name from the Washington football team to the Washington Zuckerbergs. And, just and their help. mascot is just a big lizard. <laughs> yeah. I think we've solved it again. I want we need money if that happens. I don't think it will. But um, in in round ball news, the uh, the Champions yep. League occurred. 
It did. <clears throat> some so big did. teams got eliminated. Some other big teams yeah, so, qualified. So, so this, these were the these were the last um, the last second leg games of the. Uh, I think was was this the the round of sixteen, the round of or the it quarterfinals? Would, it would have been Yarp, the round of, round of sixteen. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. the round of sixteen. Uh, yeah, yeah so Man City. Yeah, Man City taking off. it to uh, the the Champions League usual winners, Real Madrid. They, uh, yeah. they were playing at home in this game. Hmm? Yeah, they were playing at home, so they weren't really taking it as much as they were receiving. Uh, well, they were really good. City were very they were. good. They were the better team. They played well. They played well. What, Zidane what was... proved to be the boldest fraud. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think Man City I are mean, favourites. This is this is the one. Oh, this is the one year that that Zidane has, you know, has finally like won La Liga, which was always the big knock on him, which was always only good in cup competitions. He's finally yeah. he's finally gone and like taken his team, beaten. Messi and Barcelona and, and, and you know and all the, the big guns there and he's done it more or less as well without Ronaldo um, Ronaldo who also was Mr. Champions League um, while he was at um, at Real Madrid and I don't think it's much of a coincidence that upon losing Ronaldo who was kind of the magic ingredient that sort of stirred their their um, their uh, their campaigns forward not even necessarily because he was scoring all their goals, but because he's just such a, I think, a motivating factor for the team. Um, and now that he's not there as a focal figure, it does make it more of a kind of like individual, like group of people who need to all kind of be on a level with each other. And so when they're not performing, they don't maybe have that rallying point. Um, that can make or break a team. I think it's it's done well for yeah. Real, but like then you've yeah. got Arsenal after Henri left. And he was kind of somewhere yeah, and he kind of fell apart. I, I think it is. It's 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 very tricky when you have yeah. a player who is such an icon and he moves on from a club. You need to manage that departure extremely well. And I think that on the whole, Madrid have have done you know decently well for themselves. I mean they they haven't they haven't slipped too much out of. Um, out of you know contention for for titles and things, they've they've won La Liga now in their second year after he's left them. So I think they're they're doing okay. I mean they haven't had exceptional luck transfer wise. Um, I mean Hazard has been a bit of a flop this year, but they're looking okay as a squad. And Benzema has kind of stepped up a bit as a goal scorer. So well they've won the league now as many times in the past ten years without Ronaldo as they have with. Yeah. Yeah, and they had um, to come back and they this year like they had to claw back from Barca, so hmm. kind of even more impressive that way. It does I mean, make maybe, you wonder, maybe though, you know, at the age of he is now, maybe Ronaldo's just not that much of a game changer. Well, he's not. He's certainly not as much anymore. You need people around him to help him because yeah. he has. You lose a step like naturally. It's not a knock on him. He's still certainly one of the best in the world. But I mean, you take away, like I said, you take away penalties. Is a budget Danny Ings. <laughs> He's actually I mean, a more what, expensive what kind, of, what kind of budget are you working on? Yeah. <laughs> I just That's like going to Lidl pay. and paying a hundred pound for a cookie. Yeah, it's just yeah, one so, banana. How much would it cost? Ten pound. Mm. <laughs> uh, you're also speaking of uh, speaking of chiselled frauds. Uh, Leon knocked out Cristiano. I mean Juventus. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Leon upset the Italian champions 
by winning on away goals. What was I mean, funny no. about the game is that there was two penalties in it, and both of them were shite. <laughs> both of them shouldn't I, have been given. Uh, yeah, I do the think that, I think that the first. I think that the first penalty had much more in it than the second one, because the yeah. first penalty is actually like you know like a player in the box with the ball, um, trying to take it through, and his heel gets clipped. And maybe there's a bit of contact. Is it enough contact? Is it not enough contact? Does he go down on purpose? Is he is he trying to sell it? There's a lot more of I think of kind of substantial debate there of whether or not you think that qualifies as a penalty, um, which then of course um, Leon scored. Uh, and then, but the second one to me is just completely mind blowing. How you can give that in any way? I mean, the, it's it's from a free kick. The ball glances off one of the defenders in the wall on his arm while he had his arm in front of his body like exactly how you're told you're supposed to and they give handball for that in what world are, are you giving handball for that so, so at this point are we just saying that players need to go along and get their arms amputated if they want to make sure that they don't give away any penalties it's ridiculous talk them under the fucking jersey the world hey Nick the world's always been uh, Ronaldo penalties yeah that's... so it always has been it's just so it's, it's, <laughs> I, I was I was absolutely furious when I was watching that because it, it just completely felt like they were they were giving it away in order to let Juventus back into the game even though they weren't performing because well, they were getting was. nothing from set pieces and they were they were you know they were not able to break Leo down defensively at all um, to that point and then they just get handed this penalty on a fucking silver plate for nothing. Ah, well, you can't have Ronaldo going out of the Champions League to Leon. Well, that's what yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. for he had both teams <laughs> to score Leon the advance. Uh, that's a good job. Move over, move over, Ronaldo. It's time for Memphis Depay to make his mark. So, yeah. They, I mean, Ronaldo did score a decent goal in the second half. Keeper probably should have done better, but it was a good strike with his left foot from outside the yeah. box. And I was just, yeah. you were just waiting for the hat trick. You were like, ah, he's getting over penalty. Or some the little keeper, I will say, is is decent. He's a good lad. He he earns his money, I think, Anthony Lopez. And just generally as well, defensively, um, Lyon have been pretty good so far in the Champions League. Um, I think they've never conceded more than two goals in a match. Um, they kept Juventus obviously to a clean sheet when they were at home, um, so that was quite a performance. Um, and they've they've just generally they've they have been able to make the most out of their squad depth and out of their um, out of their ability to to you know use what possession they have to make an advantage so um, I'm not sure who they'll be up against I think it's set already but, oh, but they I have a deal um, they're playing City are they? Man City, yeah. yeah well you know what Lyon have have beaten Man City before so. Well, that's the thing. Teams like Leon are the same as like, they'd be similar against Man City as Arsenal, where you kind of do enough to either put them on the back foot or just get a goal, maybe away from home, so that yeah. you have an easier chance at home. Matthew, I'll then... take the comparison that you compared Arsenal to a Champions League quarter finalist. Yep, because <laughs> that's not happened in like 11 years. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven years is not long ago, Con. Uh, Fucking hell. Arsenal, quite... Arsenal made the semi finals in like two thousand and nine and we've gone out in the knockout round every year since. <laughs> it's quite something actually at this point to have um two French teams make it this far. I mean, because PSG 
Yeah, you can you can very well argue that PSG have been underperforming up to this point, and they should be going farther in the Champions League with their squad and with their finances. Yep. Um, but Lyon, absolutely by by um, by their finances, by their performance in in the in the regular league this season, they have no right at all to be where they are now. And the fact that they have been able to knock out the like the Italian champions with Ronaldo, like one of the best players in the world. Is just a testament, I think, to um, to their, I guess, to their mental strength as, as a squad that they are they are resilient, and they maybe know that they're not the best team in terms of like sheer talent, but they will make you work for it. Well, Nick, so I'll be excited to watch them well, lose Nick, uh, horrendously. Since there's a global pandemic on, there's less of a demand for crops. So the, <laughs> so the farmers are concentrating fully on the football I think so alright and this was also the end of uh, your boy Sorry, the Juventus coach who has been sacked right. he has been sacked in favour of some bloke who works at a vineyard uh, have you seen have, have you seen it that, like, it's, it's absolutely mental who they've replaced him with yeah someone who works at a vineyard yeah for for context, for those who who don't get the joke, they have replaced him with uh, with Pirlo, yep. who who was doing his coaching badges this time last year. <laughs> mm. and it's he has he has like he has like what like five minutes worth of experience working with like the junior <laughs> squad or something like that. They they hired him to some like junior position with like under fifteens or whatever it is. I, I don't remember the age group exactly. But they hired him to be like a junior coach. He was there for like five minutes and then Sari got kicked out and now they've given the team to Pirlo who has no fucking clue what he's doing. So essentially they've, they've, they've gone and said, fuck coaches, we don't want one. Hey, Pirlo, you stand there, wear a jacket and look pretty and meanwhile, they'll just let the players sort themselves out on the pitch. Well, they saw what Zidane did and they're like, let's copy and paste that. Who's one of our best ever players? Aye, but Zidane is like very intelligent and very good at <laughs> communicating. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like Zidane is is honestly he's he is not the standard. Oh, you can't just not, take. No way. I mean, we all saw what Henri did when he got to Monaco. Yeah, he thought he was going to be the next Wenger. You know, where he'd just be like, right, lads, watch this. You know, breezes past five defenders, sticks at top bins. Why can't you lads do that? It's, it just doesn't work. It's, it's not that simple. Ah, well, Pirlo's not exactly a physical monster. <laughs> I, I've, no, got a feeling, I mean, I've got a feeling the way Pirlo will do it, it's going to be like that one boy in like the rap video where like he says aye. some simple lines and everyone goes mad. He just does the ad libs. He just like he's a guy in the background that just ran. No, he's DJ Khaled. He says, That's how he fucking he is. Says, he just says his own name, and then people know what to do. He just goes up and he says, "Okay, try to keep hold of the ball," and everyone is like, "Wow, that's so deep. That's so profound. So deep." He is a deep line playmaker, as we know. All I'm going to say, lads, is uh, put your fivers on Inter to win uh, Serie A next season. <laughs> do it now while the odds are good. <laughs> Hey, well, David Silva now has joined Lazio. Has he? No. He has, he has. Wait, Lazio? Oh, I, did, I didn't realise he was, I, I knew he was leaving Man City. I didn't know he was going to Lazio. Oh. 
And oh, anyway, boys, I, I think before we go on to the next thing, I think we could take a short break because I have something stuck in my throat. Fair. <laughs> so we'll be back in two minutes. Uh, well, two minutes for us. Zero time for you. I'm just going to go on break already. Roger, roger. So uh, next up then in the... Next up then in the uh, in the Champions League order, we had Bayern playing uh, in the second leg against Chelsea. Uh, this one, honestly, from the outset, it, it seemed kind of a, a long shot for Chelsea. I mean, they were down three goals already in the first leg. Um, they were looking to need something quite special to come back against a very, very strong uh, Bayern team. Um, and they they just it's kind like of... It's like any London team that has to face Bayern Munich. Pretty sad. They, it's just all right. It's got to happen. It's the get it's shot the on. blitz all yeah. over. It's the blitz, the sequel. Yeah. See, the, the real problem Sorry, here. Connor. The real problem here is that Bayern Munich are actually very good. Yeah, and English um, teams as a rule can't cope. And yeah, and when your when your team has the the kind of like defensive frailties that Chelsea has, it, it's just not going to work. I mean, you can't also, you can't expect to. To play that way against, you know, like it the was likes actually, of Lewandowski it was in the terms and, and of the, uh, and, and, the EU. Um, and Chelsea this fans, is what, like this, is what the Germans got in return for Brexit. Yeah, it was a Brexit World Cup final. <laughs> yeah, so it was a bit of a. I would say, I would say, the one person I felt bad for um, with Chelsea, like losing this quite badly. Like, you know, it was four goals to one. The one person I felt bad for was, um, Caballero, who was given the start ahead of Kepa, um, obviously, and, and just had a bit of a mare. Um, he like, obviously like not all of these goals are his fault and, and he can't, he can't make the defenders, uh, perform better than they already do. Um, that's not really in his capability. Um, but you felt he, he could have maybe made a difference on one or two of these and he looked extremely frustrated towards the end of the game with what was happening I thought when it was a 2-1 going on the half time I thought Chelsea might just have sort of eked out I know there's no points but even a draw out of this you would have thought well we've improved mm. but I mean, they any chance they had as well was just snatched away by old VAR scored, but yeah Yeah, you would have liked Pulisic I'd like to be Pulisic in this game. To be in any game. That would have made a difference, but you know, he's a fun player to watch. Perhaps I'd rather not players get injured. I mean, he got injured yeah. at a very good time. Fair play, runs a lot. Too bad. Bad. Runs a lot. Yes, yes. Yeah, that. in terms of getting back into the league, yeah. <laughs> uh, big Lewandowski must be raging. That's exactly what kind of meant. Right, and uh, and yeah, <laughs> going at it in the counter. He must be thinking there's a conspiracy, oh, to be honest. He must be actually quite upset. I think he, he would be a shadow. He's going to do what Alabama... He needs he to do what Alabama shadow. will do this year and just declare himself winner. Just... Yep. Uh, <laughs> and he's good. He just calls it the Jeez. balloon Dior. I did it. <laughs> and it's like... So it's just a balloon with some like fancy perfume on it. <laughs> and he just awards it to himself. There you go. <laughs> Right. He did get. Um, I think he did get the Champions League Player of the Week for something that he's got some recognition at it's least for more how, how amazingly he has been performing. Yeah, <laughs> he can put a little sticker on it. He can put a little post-it note on it and say and say Ballon d'Or and just so kind of assume year, that it's, uh, it's as so good this as the year real now. Thing. 
Bayern Munich have beat Chelsea 3-0 and 4-1 to make it 7-1 on aggregate. They also had an aggregate of 10-2 against Spurs. Those ones tend to hurt uh, in the group stage, including a 7-2 win in one of the games. Doesn't beat Arsenal, uh, but... Basically, now they know how Arsenal feel. <laughs> it is mad that technically right. Arsenal have the best results against Bayern this year. <laughs> but I got Mikhail Arteta. What was that Not time we nearly completely undefeated against Bayern? Away out there after getting Sorry. smashed three-one at home. Oh jeez! And Mikhail Arteta had a nice cross right at yeah. the end. Fantastic Last stuff. Last of the game, they put the ball in the box from a free kick. He managed to get it over the head of Permar to Sagar by about two feet, and it went out of play. No, not his finest moment. Then again, we were also playing. Uh, it's very hard to Juventus. do that. We were also playing Bayern Munich <laughs> with Mikel Arteta and Per Mertesacker. They are two decent players, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> not exactly the old world beaters. So in the in the last game then of uh, of the four that we had, we had uh, Barca against Napoli. Um, I think Barca already uh, had. No, it was one each. Did they the already have a scoring advantage in the first leg? Statement. Well, uh, that was one all. Well, <clears throat> yeah, they did. They they kind of um, they kind of rescued their their Champions League uh, credentials a little bit because they had been starting to slip after having back to back sort of like upset defeats in uh, in subsequent years against uh, against uh, was Liverpool it Roma the year before and, uh, and then it? Liverpool last year, last year. Um, where both times they looked to be in control and then they just let it slip. No, Liverpool was last year when they had, when they were three 0 up and then they lost four. Uh, well, I'm still kind of no, I'm kind of year last year's Premier League is like last year. No, that was, was actually no, it was last year. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, no that, was, that was last year, and then and then yeah. the year before that, I think, was when they got knocked out by Roma. Was funny. Yes, the Roma the was, was also kind of funny because Allison shot the nest in that first game and then came back keeper of the year. Nah. And also in the Liverpool one, that was where the one, um, the game where uh, Andy Robertson was spent the whole time winding up Messi Andy to Robertson the point when he was like yelling off. and furious at him, which is just hilarious. Because he did, he did push Messi in the back of the head as he was <laughs> he doing Aussies, been sent off. which is the, which which is a ballsy ballsy thing they do. He tousled his hair affectionately as if he was a, you know. <laughs> As if he was like a mischievous, a mischievous, uh, a mischievous toddler. He gave a basketball him a little tousle there. Messi would do something. He would annihilate Robertson in the fight. Like no, he would turn into he would turn into like juiced up or something. That's possible. There's someone Messi's hiding, like where he's like he's like your what is it your villain from? No, he's the villain from Watchmen. Do you think that he sneaks out? Do you think he sneaks out to go to fucking uh, underground you know, he's like martial the arts fights? The world and is the villain from Watchmen. Like three or four Osmandish. seconds before they happen. Yeah. <laughs> so he just knows where Robertson's going to hit. Oh, he pulls out the brass knuckles and the half smash ball all Buffy, and he's going to stab. All right, I'll just dodge out the he's... way. I'd like to see a short Argentinian man win a fight against a Scottish man with a bottle of Bucky and brass knuckles. I think well, that anyone would be outside great... the UK is automatically more I think it'd be unlikely. <laughs> yeah, he's also. I mean, uh, I don't he's know also the best footballers of all time. <laughs> 
Andy Robertson is is insanely oh, insanely see, oh, this, athletic. Stamina. It's it's pretty handy if you oh, don't have to track professional athlete. We've picture. been here. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Never strike back. Never see one of fucking up and down the pitch. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, we didn't even know. We anyway, didn't mention. So that's the football. That Messi's goal which uh, in the lines game us up. Was pretty incredible. Yeah, it did the 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 typical Messi oh, thing where he, he can run it at a player and it will bounce off them, but somehow bounce back to him. And so as he as he's falling over and on, and on his arse, he still manages to throw it in the back of the net from the edge of the box. Magisterial. I don't see Ronaldo doing that. Yeah, he pulled a dummy too. He pulled a dummy while he was falling, which he just was pretty amazing. Lovely work, giving him the credit. He pulled a dummy. You There's no Messi chance he just credit. accidentally missed the ball because he was falling. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was ah, it's all intentional. All completely intentional. But yeah, so that, that sets us up nicely with our, our quarterfinals now for the Champions League. We have got uh, Atalanta going up against Paris. Uh, More for uh, Paris PSG. We have got uh, RB Leipzig uh, against against uh, Atletico Madrid Barcelona are playing Bayern in what would be a pretty juicy game uh, I think Bayern may just have the edge in that one and Man City of course yep. are going to get fucking Juninho smashed by pull on the shirt one last time for a 95th hope, minute free kick we hope for Bayern they want it that's, that's what I want <laughs> I'd love that I, I miss, I miss that supporting so the big teams around them I know you live next to Leon, but still. <laughs> Should have been supporting Grenoble FC this entire time. What about Sindarian? The they're not in the same division. I mean, Grenoble for for many, for many many years, uh, they're farther away from me. Grenoble for a, for a lot of years, um, Grenoble were uh, actually not even in professional football. Like some something like nine nine years ago, something like that. They they um they went completely bankrupt. They got bought out by like some Japanese like venture capitalist businessman or something like that, and it all went tits up. Then they got uh, they went bankrupt, and the the league regulations in France are extremely strict. Um, if you don't have your finances in order, they are very very harsh, and so they got relegated down, uh, not just out of. The second division where they were they got completely relegated out of um out of like you know national football entirely down to the second division of amateur football which is regional in france so it was uh, a stunning fall from grace for the team who could then no longer afford to pay costs at their stadium uh, it was just a complete shit show so there's a, there's a very good reason that a lot of people who live in the area didn't really support the team for a while and that's just the french support leon Basically, you can't support a tea brand, Mitt. I'll be cheering on PG Tips in the week, the week after. <laughs> All right. Um, so this takes us on. This uh, no. takes us on to Nick's Formula One corner. Yep. Yeah. So we had uh, the second of two races at Silverstone happen on the Sunday. Um, it was a pretty interesting weekend, all told, because there was quite a lot of drama that came out. Uh, it's a bit juicy, a really. So to start us off, kicking off the weekend, we had peachy. the news. Oh, peachy, peachy, peachy. Starting off the weekend, we had the news that uh, Racing Point driver Sergio Perez 
who had tested positive for coronavirus before the British Grand Prix the week before, had been unable to race and had had to basically sit in a trailer on a sofa all week. Um, he retested positive for coronavirus uh, and so was also not able to take part in this Grand Prix, leaving the door open for uh, Nico Hülkenberg, uh, formerly of Renault last season. Before that, he was at Force India for a while. Um, uh, and I think he was at Williams also for a time, maybe. I, I don't remember exactly. Was Force India not the same? Comp- are they Force, not racing Force point India, there? Force India is the team that became Racing Point so he has oh, a history okay, with right. Racing Point but yeah so that, that left the door open for him to slide in um, and have another Grand Prix weekend with Racing Point uh, he had replaced yeah. Perez the week before although his car had an engine problem and wasn't able to start the race uh, this weekend was a bit luckier for him so he was able to, to do the race as we'll, we'll get into a bit later um, but yeah so that means Sergio Perez out for another one um, really hurting his uh, standings in the the drivers' championship because that's now two races where he's not been able to score a single point, even though the car is quite good. Um, and it's also more uh, more uh, kind of unwelcome disruptions for Racing Point, who uh, had the hammer of justice fall upon them uh, this week. There is uh, the outcome of a pretty long-standing protest between. Uh, Renault, who were complaining about the fact that Racing Point are Tracing Point because they completely copied Mercedes' car from last year in order to make their car this year. Uh, they admit this. It's not even a point of controversy, uh, although the the uh, the discussion centred on whether or not it was legal for them to be using the design of Mercedes' rear brake ducts from last year, which is a component of the car that directs airflow around the rear brakes um, and it was found that they were using essentially the exact same part that Mercedes had last year uh, which is not exactly legal uh, so they were deducted 15 points from their constructor standings and they were also fined 400,000 euros which is considerable it's it's a it's a fair chunk of cash the, the one uh, ray of sunshine in this for Racing Point is that they were uh, it was decided that they would be able to keep using those parts so they don't have to design a new part themselves. They've been allowed to keep using the parts with the data they got from Mercedes, uh, which some of the teams are not happy about. So four uh, teams, not just Renault this, tim- this time, but also Williams, uh, McLaren, uh, and I believe also Ferrari, um, are now appealing the decision because they think it is not harsh enough. So, uh, Racing Point might not be completely out of the woods yet. Yeah. Uh, So that leads us on. That leads us on to the qualifying. Um, The tires in this one were really soft. (laughs) No, but um, the the qualifying then was kind of standard. Um, There's there was a few interesting points um, further down the field, but it was uh, a Mercedes one two again. Um, and you could say also Mercedes one two three because uh, Nico Hülkenberg in the racing point qualified in third with uh, Bottas on pole, Hamilton in second, and then behind them uh, Verstappen was fourth, uh, Ricardo for Renault was fifth, um, and then down the order a little bit. I think we also had, I think uh, a few other cars. I think Lance Stroll, um, 
Lance Stroll, Lando Norris, Leclerc, and Albon and Pierre Gasly, I think, rounding out the top 10, but not in that order. I forget the order after that. Anyway, oh, we get into the race. Norris was 10th. We get into the race, and everyone, right, this is a problem. The tires are fucking shite. The tires are soft. Yeah. They're too soft. Teams don't like the tires. They're wearing out really fucking quickly. But one boy, one beautiful, handsome, Lando Norris ain't Dutch. stunning Dutch masterpiece of a boy. He has the secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Max, Max in this race was uh, absolutely the tire whisperer. He was just he better was, than everyone was on he the He was the man with the magic fingers. Um, he started out on the hards, and this was the crucial issue, was that some teams uh, were starting out on the medium compound tyre, which is uh, a step softer. It wears out faster than the hard. Max had gone on a different strategy, was starting on the hard compound tyres, which may, uh, meant that he, he was more competitive at the start of the race. He could stay out longer before his pit stop, and he actually had really good pace. Eventually, he built up a lead and he was able to pit um, and, I think, come out of the pits ahead of Hamilton and just barely behind Bottas, then get past Bottas. And for the rest of the race, he was just kind of in control. Um, And it was a bit of a humiliating day at the office for the Mercedes fellows because they are absolutely the fastest car, head and shoulders above the rest of the team. They have like a second on everyone in qualifying, but they just couldn't manage their tyres today. They absolutely shot the nest. Um, well, that was a, came a, Toto Wolf actually came out. Like Bottas said that he said he doesn't think the strategy was right, and Toto yeah. Wolf came out straight away and said, "No, the strategy was perfect. Red Bull were just faster today." And you're like, well, Which had they is, did, did they change their car?" Like, you no, know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't buy that at all. Um, I think that's complete face saving. The strategy was obviously wrong. Um, yeah. It kind of beggars belief that teams wanted to start on the medium tires when it was so completely obvious, both from the the um, the stints that they did in practice sessions during this week, and also the race that they did at the same track last week, that the the medium tires here were not going to last. They were not going to be good for a race distance, and they were going to force you to do um, pit stops too quickly. They fall off too quickly. I I just I cannot understand or justify Mercedes starting on the medium tire. It just made no sense. Yeah. It's well. That's what Verstappen was saying. Like early on, they were calling him in the box a lap apparently, and he just said, "I'm not going to fucking drive like a grandma. This is the closest I'll get to catching Mercedes." Oh yeah, there's there's this part of it towards the start of the race where he's he was showing amazing pace. He was catching up to um, Hamilton and then Bottas ahead of Hamilton. He was catching them both up, lapping faster than them. And his engineer comes over the radio and is like, "All right, we need to like." that we need to like ease off a bit and give them a bit of a gap so the tires don't get too hot and he basically told his race engineer to shut the fuck up and go home if he was going to ask him to race like that which you love to see it because honestly the extent to which some of these races come down to tire management these days is it's a bit upsetting you'd like to see them pushing it more yeah Albon his race too he fucking I don't want to skip I know you probably have something planned but he had a matter oh no go for it Go for it. No, he seemed to just well. a bad bull day. Like they just kept overtaking everyone and or just being a bit better. No, they they had a fantastic day at the office. Um, it was a little bit disappointing for um, for uh, Racing Point, who, despite the fact that yeah. they, they did perform well, they finished quite high with both cars. But 
everyone was kind of secretly hoping that Nico Hulkenberg, this might finally be the day that he gets the podium because he's never he's never had a top three finish in his career. Um, he's yeah. been in contention a couple of times, but you know, to on on Sunday he qualified in third place. He seemed like he was maybe going to be able to. Um, but the car just didn't have the pace of the Red Bulls or the Mercedes today. Um, well, on yeah. Sunday, <sighs> a bit disappointing. It's disappointing. And then They're, what happens? Like that car is much faster, is it not, than a lot of the other ones in the field? They were saying it's well, just the, stroll, can't really get much out of it. Yeah, the the Racing Point car, because it's a copy of the Mercedes, which obviously won the championship last year. It yeah. it's pretty nailed on the second or or perhaps the third fastest car on the grid because the Mercedes are just so dominant um, yeah. they were you know they were the second fastest car in qualifying but they couldn't put it together in the race and part of that may also have been strategy yeah, yeah. meanwhile Ferrari Leclerc comes in finishes fourth fucking amazing no idea how he manages to do that and then you've got Vettel who's fucking sitting around in the fucking paddling pool behind just sort of spinning in circles as if he's riding a fucking Fisher Price, you know, foot pedal car. Is the difference between the two is is mind blowing. Just feels like Leclerc's just willing to, or Leclerc is just willing to actually push the car, unless Vettel just doesn't like it. But Leclerc, every time he finishes a race, and once again, that's probably yeah. the best will do out of that car. Yeah, I mean Vettel. I mean, he obviously was pushing the car somewhat because he he's, he managed to spin it round towards oh, the, the start of the race which yeah, yeah really really early which just kind of tanked his race straight away but that's something yeah. that happens when a driver is, is trying to to do too much with the car it's when they're trying to go beyond the limits of what the car can actually achieve and they, they don't have the traction that they need to do what they're trying to do and they just spin out um and that happened to Vettel really early on in the race, and it's clear that he's not comfortable with this car. Maybe it's all. And he has no fucking pace at all. Like, oh gee, oh, the car just can't handle my greatness. Yeah. What the hell, Ferrari? <laughs> Maybe. Does that mean Sainz is going to be replacing him then next year? Isn't it? Yeah. So they they had a bit of a weird off season. Usually they do all the contract talks kind of halfway through the year. But because they started in July this year, obviously that had to change. So a lot of the contract negotiations and driver changes were announced before they'd even started the season. So they've got a bit of a merry-go-round where Vettel has been told that Ferrari don't want to renew with him. Probably because yeah. his contract is quite expensive. Um, so Ferrari are getting Sainz in. Uh, Sainz is leaving McLaren. Then McLaren are getting Ricardo in. Uh, who is uh, leaving Renault and then Renault are getting Fernando Alonso uh, back in who uh, wasn't uh, wasn't racing this year yeah What's so this? that leaves that leaves Vettel right now um, kind of on the hot seat uh, without a drive next year although it yeah. looks like he may be he may be putting a shoe in to get a place with Racing Point next year uh, who oh, will right. be changing team name again after being forced into a few years ago uh, and becoming Racing Point, uh, they are so now going to be Aston cool. Martin next year. Do, do Aston Martin have anything to do with them? Or are they buying it's, them it's, or what? It's basically just going to be branding on the car. Nothing mechanically is going to be different about the car because it's Aston Martin. They don't make the engines. Um, 
like road car, Aston Martin road cars run with Mercedes engines anyway. So they don't even make their own engines in house for their, their own cars. So they're not making one for the Formula One engines. Um, there's only currently four um, there's only currently four manufacturers that make their own engines, and that's Mercedes, Ferrari, um, Honda, who have a partnership with Red Bull currently, and Renault. They're the only teams that make engines for the sport. So oh. it's it's just it's horrendously expensive to do. And there's no way in hell that um, yeah, I can't wait for the next uh, Aston Martin are going to do for that. a race next year where yeah. Daniel Craig knocks out Vettel before a race and goes on to win it in the name of James Bond eighty two <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh, it would be it would be pretty oh, fantastic. Go on. And then at the end of the race, do you want to mention what, what happened, happened at the end, end of the race, race? Connor? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Pearl is having ceremony. He has a bit of muscle memory going on. So as they're all celebrating, he picks up the first place <laughs> trophy and walks off with it, with it, uh, leaving Max Verstappen to wonder what the hell happened here. Leave <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair play, you know. It happens. See what Max doesn't know, yes. He- he hasn't. He, what he's what he's not realised here is that there the the COVID rules yep. now dictate that you know you got it. if he's touched it that's his now. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're a kid and your brother Solid licks strategy. his Mars bars so you can't have any. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Sometimes uh, you have to take precautions in life. I'm proud as well. The while the Formula One section was going on, I managed to watch the music video uh, WAP. Or WAP. Just had that on the background. Oh, we, yeah. WAP. <laughs> you just I, wanted to look is, I didn't know who any of them Katie were. Jenner. No, I just because everyone was going on about it, and I was like, "All right, so it's this Cardi B and it, Nicki Minaj or something." I'm like, "I don't know which one's which." No, but that's I don't know either. I don't. I could not point out oh, either of them. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Uh, come at me, and and then that's Kylie Jenner walks out. Apparently, because <laughs> people had to tell me that's Kylie Jenner, and I was like, oh, I wait, was expecting. It's very clear more. which ones. Because then she came out, and even like the music kind of turned off. And you're like, oh, okay. she's not going to be singing now, is she? I mean, I know she she stopped the apocalypse with opening a can of Pepsi. She did that once. Is that Kendall? See, I don't that know. Was her sister. Oh, <laughs> Was Kendall? <laughs> They're the same fucking person. They're the same goddamn person. It makes no bloody difference. All right, well now I'm looking at Kendall Jenner, and she looks a bit nicer. Goddamn. Oh, imagine her during the troubles. Like my my in- entire opinion of these fucking women and their family is, I I hope that they can fucking steer goddamn clear of Ben Simmons because I don't want him having to deal with any of that bullshit. I want him to be focused. So please just fucking break and, up already uh, so he can Devin get his Booker mind on the game. worth going out with Kendall Jenner. Respect. Maybe maybe that's why the songs are six and zero. Oh. God damn. <laughs> that's it. The yeah, uh, just uh, just a quick happy, mention before so <laughs> the the songs are an absolute ride at the moment. It's so fun. Like they are like <laughs> their longest winning streak in the past five years was four wins, four and zero. Oh. And they're now six and zero in the bubble. 
they were sixty to one to make the playoffs, and they're still they're still unlikely. <laughs> they're not really. Leave. They need to win their next two games. <laughs> they need to win their next. They, ne- they, 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 they won six though? games. They're still in for the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, so basically, they need Memphis to lose their next two games, and they I need mean, to I win their next two games, they were, and then I they'll have they were to play in done. with uh, the Trailblazers. Well, so that's a well. Win. They've got the 76ers uh, up. So Nick, it's probably true. So, I fuck <laughs> off. Big, big Joel, big Joel is going to come in and, and but like, show let's them let's which have a look the at the, the teams that they've beaten. So yesterday they beat the. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder good team uh, before that they beat the Heat again good team in the playoffs the Pacers were one of the hottest teams in the uh, in the bubble at the moment you know Trey Warren's going off but you know what's hotter than the Pacers the fucking sun uh, they beat the Clippers and then they beat the Mavs <laughs> and they beat like the Wizards like who cares they're not going to they're playing the 76ers and the Mavs again and what's yep. good about them is that Joe Embiid might be injured now Ben Simmons is out the 76ers also have nothing to play for and neither do the Mavs it's it's beautiful and we want the play in between the uh, we want the Trailblazers and the Suns because that'll be the most fun game no one wants to see Memphis the fucking Memphis Grizzlies they're like the 34th team you'd name oh, and I think there's only about 30 come on Why? Be nice to Memphis. What? In Tennessee? They've got a bear as a logo. in Tennessee? That's cute. At least the sun makes sense for Phoenix. I don't know. There might be bears in Tennessee. They've got forest on them. The suns are the only undefeated team in the bubble. Just next year, they're going to... Next year, they're going to have that big dome thing they dropped in a Simpsons movie. Just over the city of Phoenix. <laughs> I think that the the city of Phoenix is hot enough as it is without turning it into hey, a fucking yeah, giant house. Like Phoenix, you got to turn up it's the heat. It's just a magnifying glass. I mean, that, that would be that would be city sized. It would be a city sized sure, version of when you leave sure a dog in a car, cream? or they'll lose their sons. What if the Cardinals try this now? The Cardinals just move under a bubble right. just to see yeah. if they can go. Our, Six and zero at the start of the season or the end of the season. Our final, well, our final I think thing it's time of the for... day: the wide receiver tier list, which is a lot of fun. We did the uh, the uh, the running back tier list there. Matthew, you're adjusting my thing. What are you doing here? The anonymous kangaroo. We did. Has popped on. Sorry, I was just looking for you. I am. Um, can you? Can you guys? I, oh, I, no, I thought I was the, the anonymous armadillo. Uh, no, Mick is the armadillo. <laughs> Hang on, so you guys can see what I'm doing live. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. animal, armadillos. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, sorry for anyone who can't read the document, but uh, Matthew's going to be. You forgot the apostrophe, you literate here. This is... So who's Matthew's absolute, Clay Matthews? Absolute <laughs> highest brow of entertainment here that you're aiming Clay for. Matthews. Got him. Just fantastic stuff. It's a tie. So. Oh, yeah, let's, let's dive right in. A big game. <laughs> let's dive right in. Um, okay, uh, tier yeah. one. Uh, uh, we got three players in tier one. 
So we do. My strategy for fantasy is just to bloody ignore wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> Until at least the third round, and maybe even the fourth, if I can get a good runner back. Until. But some people, you know, they seem to like wide necessary. receivers. So we're doing this for them. Well, I do think some of these tier one players, well, I'm not saying any, but could replace like a second Aye, possibly, round running back if you possibly, were running like, If you get there. down to the bare bones. But like, this is, it'll sound controversial, but I wouldn't take Michael Thomas yeah. over. Oh, I think Kenyon Drake would be the, the cutoff point. That's where I'm going. So obviously, I spoiled the it. Cutoff. Uh, the first yeah. name in tier one is Michael Thomas. It's not a surprise coming off last year. He's a, a target monster. He's, a he's looking to break his own record now for most receptions in a year. And in a half-point PPR, and especially in a full-point PPR, he will be an absolute champion. Yeah. Helps that he's Drew Brees' best friend out there. Yeah. yeah. He's just he's too big and strong for yeah, like absolutely a, is. a slant route. Cause that's and he does, he does extremely he's slants. well. He's in the short and intermediate game, and he's, just too, he's like a giant slot receiver. He's just too big to cover there. Yeah, there was a piece of um, there was a piece of analysis that came out recently on um, five thirty eight on their sports section, where they were having a look at uh, receivers and specifically what they were looking at is how good different receivers are at creating separation and what impact that has on the effectiveness of their their plays and how likely they are to get points um, from uh, from a drive. And Michael Thomas stood out far and away as as the um, as the best receiver in terms of this just pure ability to get separation, you know, be it in deep throws on short passes, he's fantastic at getting separation. Which all right, and when you got a, a QB a as best friend, accurate really. as Drew Brees, yeah. like that, he, he he can that noodle can hit things within like ten to fifteen yards perfectly. And they'll do it so many times, especially in Sean Payton's offense, where he's going to scheme Michael Thomas open so much as well. The only issue is that Emmanuel yeah. Sanders now exists, and he's a massive yeah. upgrade over what uh, Trey Quinn was. I think was it Trey Quinn, or was it Trey Quinn Smith? Oh no, I don't remember. So you got that was Trey Quinn Smith last year, and he he did between fucking all. No, nah, they still got Jared Cook. Have they got a new tight end package? Uh, maybe they might trying to be. They might be warming the plus up for Taysom Hill. Yeah. They've got Did they get someone else? But uh, I think he's still the safest bet yeah. to be the first wide receiver gone overall. Mm. Yep. No, absolutely. And, uh, I wouldn't argue tier with number that two? at all. Not yeah. tier number two. Sorry. Uh, the next person in tier one is Devontae Adams. That is a lie, Matthew. He monster did not have a monster year, year last year. Very solid player. Aye, but he was injured for no, a lot of games. He was very disappointing last year. Because he changed a lot of games. Some people I would have took him over Michael playing, Thomas last he, year. He was and, Julio, a game and they were very disappointed. Because in a lot of games he didn't. Hmm. Sorry? Was he, was he not out against the. Uh, was he out in the game against the Eagles? He might not I have because being somebody who was towards not the start of the year, specifically that, when I, I was in Scotland. Was I remember. Game. And it was actually not. It was in the Isle of Skye because he got turf toe. I was in the Isle of Skye. Yeah. Humble brag. And I remember watching. Uh, I was watching the Packers <laughs> lose to the Eagles, and I laughed <laughs> and I laughed. And yeah, he must. He got turf toe at some point in the season. 
But what puts him in it in tier one is that he is a very good receiver and he is so much better than the other people on his team. Like, he's got to compete with Alan Lazard, who's half decent, and then a bunch of nobodies. Oh, they lost Jimmy Graham. I mean, that's probably... Uh, he's probably going to get less targets yeah. now because the, the replacement tight no, end will just automatically be there. He's definitely a... I was long as it is on that team. And as long as, as long as the, they don't scheme it too different because obviously yeah. they got AJ Dillon and they got Keep a fullback frosty. in the second or third round. So they might be trying to go for a more of a more of a running game, especially with that amazing O-line yeah. they got. A running so, game. But I'm still going to trust them because no one has more touchdowns since 2016 than Devontae Adams. Yep. He still did manage to like an average of 10 points a game too. It's not like those games where he, he did give you fuck all because he got injured. Even if you had him. Because you know. <laughs> well, yeah, because he was injured. But even 10 points a game, if you were so going to take that. Him in tier one, Matthew. You'd take that. So I'm trying to my point. I would a tier one for wide receivers who you've said could be like You're aiming at the for earliest ceiling. third round in tier one if they're after Kenyon Drake it's always ceiling always ceiling and that's why yeah you are that's true and that's but why if your the last floor is 10.8 points a game you're is still Mr. happy Mr. himself Tyler yeah, he's, he's the one thing he beats back he, he'll beat past the defender like he does yeah. his kid and just he yeah. can go for a touchdown on every play like he is by far the most dangerous <laughs> receiver in the league in the best offense in the league God he's just a physical nightmare and what's good about him he can, he's as good going deep as he is getting the ball on a jet sweep and taking it for yes, like 40-50 yes. yards he is yeah it's just he's like Wellington really. he's and just a 14 he's the thing we'll get I think you something what, what you get absolutely what you get with Tyreek Hill really especially in fantasy is, is you get an assurance that um whether or not he is he's he's like performing that well from one week to the next he's still going to give you good points but then when he does actually go off properly in a game where he just has an absolute monster game he is going to single-handedly win you the that week he's just going to give it to you on a one catch for 20 points like he'll just have one big deep post route or something that he just outruns everyone catches it and finishes it for a sacrilege here now is that so often as Julio Jones has dropped down Yeah, well, I would yeah. say that it's 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 probably fair because the the thing that you get with Julio is you get consistency in yardage. He gets a lot of he gets a lot of throws, uh, but he gets a lot of deep throws, and he is pretty good at going up for the catch. So usually, yeah. if you have Julio on your roster, you know that you're going to get like a decent amount of points every week. You know that you're probably going to get at least ten points a week. But where he falls short a little bit is his ability to have those kind of big blowout games that you would get from guys like Michael Thomas or Tyreek Hill, where they'll have like three touchdowns and like 250 yards in a game. And those games have become uh, few and far between for Julio. Uh, well, Shannon was only there for Shanahan about two years. Is no longer running the show. Like even even mm-hmm. since then, no one since since Shanahan has left, no know, one has as many yards as Julio Jones. The man's just a monster. The issue is, is that once the Falcons get in the red zone, yeah, <laughs> both Matt Ryan and Julio Jones just go brain dead when it comes to fighting one another. 
it's, it's not it's not even necessarily that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones go brain dead but the, the Falcons play calling in the end zone has been unbelievably bad just, just 21 yards historically out. bad they suck so much at getting the ball to someone in the end zone and they call these ridiculous plays as well I mean, they, they just mm. call stupid shit that doesn't make any fucking an sense. There's an issue there. They only seem to target Julio in the red zone when like, they play the Eagles, which is quite funny. <laughs> yeah, they try and force him the ball. They try and force him the but ball, could they which force is daft, the ball, you've got so many you know, other options. In all the other bloody games. Uh, <laughs> and get him some touchdowns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if he gets worse or better. If Todd Gurley uh, plays well I, this year, I, I don't think would that change Devante anything for Freeman, him? It might I help him. There's much the ball to as throw as Todd it. Gurley's going to be. It's also there, yeah. yeah I think the Freeman might be better than Todd Gurley's going to be. I don't know. I think uh, he has no knees, but towards the end of the season last year, he did look more like himself. Todd Gurley to go off track. He was not getting the receiving work. Like PFF had him rated as like one of the worst receiving running backs in the league, and that was that was meant to be his bread and butter. So the guy just can't cut on the on a dime. He probably just can't turn anymore if like yeah. screaming in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't pay your running backs. The, the perils of being a running back. Except like, even like you, Christian McCaffrey might just fall off a cliff now. <laughs> he literally could. He could just drive and go. Oh, running backs. That's worrying. Drive right off but, a canyon. But, yeah, I took it literally because it's a funnier oh, image. You mean literally? It's just I thought you meant like bad shit. Just as soon as as soon as as soon as the running backs get paid, so they'll start making the worst too. life decisions. It's um, just final God, destination just after that. Just running backs. Uh, next person in tier two is another guy who's usually in tier one that's Deon- DeAndre Hopkins uh, I think this is interesting that you've yeah, dropped I think he might the, still the only see issue is, massive like I've got him in tier two I'm expecting but, uh, it's, to be really it's, good it's, it's, it's possible just he's going, he's going to a team that has oh, yeah, Murray he's not, instead yeah. of Deshaun Watson yeah Yeah, I understand. I think yeah. I, su- I suppose he's still like one of your top five picks at wide receiver. So it's yeah, not like I mean, he's all the same. Ab- absolutely, but there's there's just more question marks there than there would have been last year. You know, yeah, it's course. a worse quarterback. It's possibly also a worse offensive system. Um, hey, you, they, they, people I have to give still have to kind of credit there. That is actually Arizona a good head coach. You know what they're doing. I'm not convinced. Yeah, Bill O'Brien, like, as much as we like to make fun of, like, Bill O'Brien um, selling his house for a packet of chips in his front yard, um, he he is a shite GM, but he is a good coach, which is yeah, why he he's kept his job. Because uh, if he was D-Hop, a shite uh, coach as well, D-Hop, he'd have been fired years time, ago. The Texans also benefited greatly from Deshaun Watson looking for DeAndre Hopkins on every play. That was it. That's why I think D, uh, Watson could get better now that DeAndre yeah. Hopkins yeah. is gone. Yeah. Because he actually but. has to go through progressions as opposed to just targeting the boy. It was interesting the week, like, yeah. I don't, was DeAndre Hopkins out a week, but Kyle Fuller just all of a sudden got 50 points. Uh, I don't know what Kyle Fuller did, but Will Fuller did pretty good. To take over. Well, fucking Will Fuller, Jesus Christ. There was there was something like that. There was this one because I, I remember having like looking through this because I was shopping around for tight ends, 
and stuff. Um, but I remember looking through at one point and there being this 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 like one or two weeks where all of a sudden like these receivers and tight ends on, on Houston were getting like really odd numbers that didn't fit with so the rest 15 of their, points, their 17 points, like, 19 points, going on really here? odd numbers. And, you know, of course, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, odd numbers given uh, that the rest yeah, of the well, weeks they usually get zero. Most, the most touchdowns of his career. <laughs> Which is crazy considering the man is 6'7 and a basketball player and doesn't get yeah. <laughs> that many touchdowns. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah, running out. Yeah. I got my boy running Kenny out the second tier. Kenny Galladay. Uh, his stats last year speak for himself. Yeah, he led the league in touchdowns and he had twelve hundred yards. And eight of those, eight of those, uh, sixteen games, more like fifteen games for fantasy, were done with uh, Driscoll and David Blau. And that's that's all. That's all you can say. He was an absolute monster when Stafford was there, and he was still a bloody monster when Driscoll and Blight was there. But he just wasn't putting up as many points. So that's. Do you think that? Uh, do you uh, think there's any chance I that he was, uh, he was doing even better with Stafford? It looked better point wise. He wasn't point wise. He wasn't doing better. Do you think Kenny Galladay? Do you think Kenny Galladay has been spiking Matt Stafford's I want, COVID I want to tests? play with David Blow just to give me this. <laughs> Big ass contract next year. See how you fake that. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, I mean, you know, you got to make yeah, money somewhere. There's a reason I have him like above. Like, say, like you see, if you go into tier three, spoilers, you do have people like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I feel like Kenny Galladay with Stafford is going to get much more of the ball than those two with Tom Brady. That is it. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Especially since yeah. he also has Gronk in them teams. So yeah, he's going to be force feeding yeah, the ball to a geriatric Marvin wrestler. Marvin Jones to compete with, but Marvin Jones <laughs> merely exists 50 yards down the field to catch a jump ball. That is, that is all he does. And then he's got Danny, Am- <laughs> Danny Amadola who gets injured every few weeks, and then yeah. obviously... It's not, even like a, it's not even like he runs there. He just lines up down there. The refs don't call it. The refs don't call it because they they, they don't even they don't even think to look fifty yards downfield. Uh, there's people standing like around. Danny Amendola, who gets injured every few weeks, and then you got T.J. Hawkinson, who's a Lions tight end. So that's just a disaster. Uh, the worry, the worry is that they got. <laughs> the worry is funniest got, player, uh, funniest player that uh, whole draft. Like DeAndre Swift. So they got another running back to compete with Kerryon Johnson, so they might be running the ball more. But the yep. positive is they could have got Jonathan Taylor, but they went for the pass-catching running back. So I want these balls to be yeeted next year by Stafford. Yeah. It, it was so beautiful last year, Kenny Galladay under Stafford. Just Every Stafford third throw was like 40 yards down the field. Luckily it wasn't 50 because Marvin Jones would have been there to snatch it. Uh, so I want to keep this up next year. Hopefully, none of the teams <laughs> yeah. watched any of the tape and figured it out. Teams don't do teams. Do. There's nothing, not much you can nah, do. I mean, teams never right, do we know he's going to chuck it deep, but this boy is not eight foot tall. Uh, we can't just don't jump him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not as if they didn't watch <laughs> the, the tape last year. We want to watch the Lions. Oh, we'll see lose. what we do. Like he's still busy, just outplayed uh, people. <laughs> They're busy they screwing on like double platforms. Like, no, you got to the lines. Uh, like I said, you got to buy with quarterbacks. Uh, all right, so tier three <laughs> starts <laughs> off. I'm going to just combine them both. You got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. 
I've put them both in the same tier. Yeah. Yeah, for the same re- reason. Yeah. They both of them benefited the big time from, from having James. Yeah, for this exact same reason. It Winston. As he just tossed the ball thousands of times per game. Like, I think it, yeah. he, he broke the record. He once threw the ball 6,000 yards in one game. As he, he just yells, LASIK, and yeets the ball. <laughs> he sees splashes of colours. Like, he's going out there. It's like an impressionist painting in front of him on the field. He's just like, fuck this. There's a red splotch. <laughs> just a Picasso so Assuming, assuming Tom Brady yeah, can see five feet ahead, yeah. uh, he will be I mean, tossing you know, it either to Gronk or Brett. Cameron Brait a bit more. Oh yeah, OJ Howard also exists. Uh, so, yeah, there's too many. There's yeah, too many cooks. There's too many cooks they throw it. Yeah, OJ Howard too. Vaughan no, has the pass catch of running back, and they drafted him in the third <sighs> round. And Brady loves there's his James Whites of the world. So I, I just don't see them getting as many targets or looks or yards as yeah, before. That's true. And that is why they're both in tier three, which is still you know still decent. I'm. Yeah, I just think they're going to have to work far harder for their yards. So as you say, Brady's yeah. not going to throw he, it as far, and then it'll be up to them to see if they can make a play. But that yeah, might benefit players, them. Good players, but the situation is. I would isn't avoid as much both of them because their ADP, which others. is like the average draft position, yeah. will be way too high for me. Yeah. Based on their past year, yeah, that's I do think people will take them early, though, just knowing that they're as a, well as you've written there. Mike Evans is over a thousand yards every year, so and he's good for touchdowns, and it's a PPR he's, league. He's so he's over a thousand yards every year with Jameis. Oh no, I agree that it's so going to diminish this year yeah. more than likely. But that people will what look if it at that doesn't though, and, and this, is, think, uh, this is the Florida man, Tom yeah, they're going Andy Fuck. <laughs> And he just loses his goddamn mind. I don't know. Like Tom, he's Tom, such Tom, a Tom Brady's forty-three. His arm hasn't diminished. Go back from where you're Tom Brady's still got a fucking cannon for some reason. I just, just he, he needs to like, take some vaccines uh, before the game and just start eating it. <laughs> he's just he's got a he's got an actual <laughs> alligator on a leash as his fullback. I'm pretty sure that's the the local Gatorade flavors that they get down um, there. Next bit in the tier. Yeah. Are you guys hooked on a Thielen? Because I know I am. Adam Diggs is gone. <laughs> so that means Adam Thielen. Adam Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Adam Diggs. Adam Diggs. Adam Diggs. <laughs> Adam Diggs. <laughs> Adam Diggs. <laughs> Adam Diggs. Doesn't you matter. fucking Adam cunt Thielen, for me saying Kyle Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> Fuller. 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 He especially well. He started off kind of slow last year. I remember Mackie did nothing but complain Mackie's about a fucking loser. how you should drop Adam Thielen, and then he woke up. I hope he's day. listening. I've beat him two years in a row in the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mackie, of course, it's six right. foot two and about double Connor size. Those two, in, those, right. those two inches. I see win those friends two on this podcast. Both of his losses, they me in the playoffs. Did he not? Did he not lose to me? Like he lost to me last what, year. What? Wonder did they lose the year before? I think he lost, lost anyway. He didn't win. No, I don't think he's played the year that's before. That's what winners do. No, no, I beat him in the semis. Because <laughs> like because uh, Sarah put out Benson. Oh right, right, right. And it led to the final where you know yours truly won. Uh, uh, so yeah Adam Thielen is going to get a massive uptick in targets. Assuming Kirk Cousins still likes to throw it, Justin Jefferson is new. 
And even if Justin Jefferson works out, it'll be hard for him to be as good as Stefan Dykes. Adam Thielen works out in the gym with Kirk Cousins in yeah, between yeah, yelling at him fair. on the sideline for, for being a coward. But he should still receive a massive amount of targets. Uh, <laughs> health health is going to be an issue. Basically peer pressure. Is it. He could, the thing is, Adam Thielen, Thielen out of these, yeah. out of this tier, maybe him and Odell, I could see both of them possibly ending up as like top five receivers. Odell got the talent. I don't know about Odell. That's why he's in tier three. Odell to me seems like such a big risk. Yeah, yeah. I think he's at the bottom of tier three for him. Probably the perfect. So I, I believe in Adam Thielen. Injuries are a risk, though. He does get injured a bit, but I want him to get back to that early twenty eighteen form. I believe it. Uh, Keeping up the trend of white wide receivers. Uh, We got our boy Cooper Cup. Um, yeah, the Rams towards the end of the year, everyone thinks the Rams had a shite year last year, which they sort of did compared to the year before. But towards the end of the year, really, uh, they changed up the scheme a bit. They they stopped going three wide receivers. They went more two or more. Is it twelve personnel? Is where you got uh, two tight ends. So you went two tight ends. That's why you got Higby and and uh, Everett. Yeah, yeah. Whoever got injured a bit. So yeah, you go for that yeah. air, and then it Higby just seemed to be clicking a bit more. The run game was working a bit better, and Cooper Cup was putting up some numbers, and that is why I want them to keep going with that scheme this year and take advantage of that. And I'm gonna gonna jump right in as I've put eloquently here. Yeah. Cooper Cup is golf's bum buddy. I think birds of a feller stick together, yeah. Nick. That is <laughs> perfect. Oh my god, my wide receiver looks like me. I'm gonna yeah. hang out with him. They they are that's, both. That's, what's, that's how it works. Wow. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm sure that's exactly how it works. But the the point stands that Cooper Cup is uh, is actually like kind of I think underrated at this point. Um, a very good receiver. And also, I didn't even mention Brandon Cooks is gone. I think should be on for a very good season. Aye, right, but yeah. So was so I know we meant I mean. But God, I mean, God, Turley, Todd Gurley is also gone. So <laughs> yeah, don't have any, even if he was him good, and Robert Woods are going to do a wee bit better this year. Mm. Uh, don't think like only two years ago, people were saying you could draft all three yeah. of the the Rams wide receivers. It's like golf puts up yards. Usually, you're like, oh, if there's another wide receiver, yeah, he's going to be moved down a bit because you know, oh my God. But no, you like. Like Jared Goff yeah. was able to support three, uh, three wide receivers and a running back for so many points. It was mad. And it's because they had you know, so much. Jared Goff still there on. from the last time I saw. Yeah. You know he couldn't have got that much worse. Your boy puts up points. Yeah. Your boy puts up I yards. Suppose. That's I'm what not, I'm not the biggest Goff Jared, Jared Goff, Goff fan, but I would target yeah. Jared Goff he's, he's, as a late round. He's good at yards. Wins will see. So he'll yards. put up yards regardless. Um, I take him over Big Ben. I don't know. I don't know if I would. But yes, I definitely take him over Big Ben. It depends who else is left, but I suppose yes. If he's if he's there in the right. late rounds, our last boy in our last boy in tier three. We have yeah. So as we said, Dale. Oh hell, it's Odell. It's going to be Odell Beckham second year with Baker Mayfield. 
there he was injured. He had a, an abdominal injury for a lot of last year, which people are saying is why. Hmm. I'm all about Baker. Baker needs to do a lot weird. No, Odell. Did Baker have an abdominal injury? Need to improve. Odell was crap. Even when I'm, he was I'm all about Baker needs to improve. Odell has reasons to be. Uh, well, you know what else has also improved? Yeah, the O line would likely improve because so. they have but replaced Odell the tackles. Has his name, at least. You got a, a left tag on Jedrick Wills, and they actually paid for Jack Conklin. Yeah. yeah. Because the Titans decided we're going to pay a running back instead of Jack Conklin. Instead so, of a good tackle. <laughs> yeah, the, the um, Titans. The so Titans yeah, made some very questionable With Baker Mayfield, hopefully their chemistry. I'll say it improves. Hopefully there is chemistry, and they've talked to each other this year. Uh, so the offense can only go up. Like you heard reports coming yeah. out of Freddie yeah, yeah. out of the oh. uh, coming out of this year that Freddie Kitchens did not have a plan <laughs> any given week. <laughs> it's kind of like me and Madden, and you just go in and do it. <laughs> just go in and sling a ball. So. So it's going to be a bit better. Odell is yeah. as talented as Freddie yeah. Kitchens. Odell is as talented Dude, as any work on the bus in, in the morning ever. Just ever, he's a freak. Yes. Like a few years ago, he was on course to like leading fucking. A few years ago, he was on course to literally being one of the best wide receivers ever. Then obviously injuries happened, and then he got traded, and again injuries happened, and Baker happened, and Baker is going to be better. He will be. Yeah, he's got to be in a better team. Baker needs to be better. I would like to see Baker do really well. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm I I'm not fully convinced about Baker yet. And they also have one I, of the best backfields in the probably the best. And it's going to be so it's like going to be a lot safer. It's not just going to be Baker being chucked out mm. there and said, "I threw to someone, threw to someone while uh, two two hundred and fifty pound men are charging right down your throat." <laughs> So there, there should be a lot more organization because that, that's the issue. We're, I know we're getting on to Baker here because I'm forcing it. I hope so. They're gonna try yeah, and you know, give Baker Baker's a chance this year and not just completely destroy his confidence. Because even on like clean pockets last year, Baker was expecting pressure and was yeah, running for his so. life. I hope so. No. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't settled. So hopefully he can bounce back this year. Um, I, I I think well, I am expecting going him to bounce once back again, a bit, stealing but off I, PFF. I'm not fully convinced. Last year was um, Baker's only bad really year like a, in a his entire career, guy, yeah. and that includes college. He's been literally outstanding. He's the best college QB they've ever uh, they've ever graded. And then yeah. in, his first, in his rookie year, he he graded as like a top ten QB just based on like the throws he made. It seems like. It feels like everyone in there, fucking Gran, is the best college QB we've ever seen. Baker um, was the best college QB we've ever seen. And Mahomes was the best college QB we've ever a seen. A lot of people... And then Joe Burrow is the best college quarterback we've ever seen. And Trevor Lawrence is the best college quarterback we've ever seen. But, like, I'll say, Joe Burrow isn't as good a prospect as Baker Mayfield. He only had one year. Baker had three. Because like, he only had one year, mainly. But Joe Burrow's one year so was better than Eli any Manning had a ninety grade in, in two thousand eleven and was shit yeah, the rest of the year. Like, like he was below average the rest of his career. Yeah. Eli Manning, Eli Manning won saying, two Super Bowls. If you're Giants asking a team, if you're asking a team if they want to take Eli Manning, if they would draft Eli Manning, knowing the span of his career, knowing that he would get two Super Bowls, but then he would have all of the Manning face years afterwards. 
people would take it. Yeah, well, I mean, the Dolphins would take it. If, if the, the, the Vikings would take that in a fucking heartbeat. You take him absolutely in the first round, even though the rest of his career he's been bad. Right, but the point being that sometimes you know a player only performing well, exceptionally for that, that one magical season. We might have sometimes seen that's Joe enough. season. This could be the outlier because he's shown nothing else. True. Uh, what, see, I don't think so. Uh, I'm I, not. I'm not convinced. I mean, the lad has a good head on his shoulders. He's smart. He he carries himself well. He does all. He does and says all the things he's supposed to. I mean, he is. He said that he is. Uh, he's going to take all of his put all of his paychecks um, in the bank his, and just let uh, it sit on the money. He's just going to live off of his, his commercial deals. He's not going to spend any where of his he pay. Was like, oh, he's thank a God smart I got guy. Paid. He can now move out. <laughs> he can now move out of the basement. Yeah. Uh, see, I was still going forward. No, go, I know this is turning yeah, to be a Baker like, Mayfield podcast, I, I, but going I can forward, I still take Baker Mayfield well. over Joe Burrow. Which is why I traded for Baker in my dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. I also swapped Miko Hardman for. I think right, that's a good decision. Uh, Sony Michelle and Michelle's right, news fell off. <laughs> that was just bad luck. All right, we'll All right let's, let's blast through uh, these. Uh, let's blast through these. We've got Amari uh, Cooper next two Cowboys. tiers. We've got tier four. Uh, he's going to score a lot higher at the end of the year than some of the ones before, like on like above him. But you will get boom and bust games. He's like Aaron Jones, where yeah. you'll have monster numbers one week and then go missing the other. He's too inconsistent to enjoy. Um, got DJ Moore. DJ Moore. No, we're Derry. DJ Moore. Uh, he had a big breakout year last year, um, but Murr. I weirdly don't trust Teddy Bree or Teddy Bridgewater more than I do uh, Kyle Allen in terms of getting DJ Moore the ball. Oh God, gassy. Yeah, Kyle yeah, Allen for all his faults was a his good boys. quarterback for fantasy production. He got yards. Uh, he didn't get good quality up, yards, Robinson, but you know, he got some yards. Star next wide up. receiver. Uh, he's Trubisky and Foles his main guy but it's Trubisky and Foles I would like him with a better QB uh, he's also a lot better than yeah. any of the other Not much more to say uh, people left the throw day. so he could get targeted right. in the Kyle Allen fashion uh, next I got AJ Brown he had tons of production on few targets last year uh, yep. that also included Holland Ryan Brown. Tannehill being insane last year which we should expect to go down it's different it's difficult because we're expecting the Titans offense to not be as good this year because they couldn't possibly but you also expect AJ Brown to get more targets so I mean it can go either way uh, Juju Smith next because Big Ben is back that's it I have uh, I, I have some memories Juju of drafting Smith's Juju Smith in the NFL last year <laughs> He actually he, yeah, he did alright, but he didn't even play he that got, well like, in the games. He was getting was like he was getting targets and he got catch or he was able to catch the ball. He was considerably better. You'd like to see him with a full season. But who was he playing in week one? Aye, but he wasn't looking like he wasn't looking like the juju of old. And then in week two, Big Ben only played half a game. Yeah. And who were they playing in week two? Was it the Bucks? Mm. Uh, like, fair. It's a good argument. Uh, oh, who cares? So yeah, I, I would still back on Juju. It's also Juju Smith's last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a contract year, Nick. That's what matters. 
his final year. No, his no, it's no, no, no. It's his final yep. year. It's his last year of existence. He is a deadline. Juju Smith-Schuster best before. He's got to make a first of January 2021. That's it. Um, they actually got Calvin Ridley. He's on his uh, third year yeah. under Matt Ryan. Austin Hooper's not going to be there as a target monster. Uh, Hayden Hurst will be new to the offense, so I don't think he'll fit in straight away. And yeah. then Calvin Ridley started to do pretty well for fantasy last year once Mohamed Sanu went. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. Calvin Ridley Calvin Ridley is a is a uh, first choice wide receiver stuck playing behind Julio Jones. He is a very, very good player. And on any other roster in the league, I think he would he would, you know, be uh, seriously putting himself out there as your number one guy. Like I would I would pay unconscionable amounts of money to have Calvin Luke Ridley on the Eagles. He's a very good player. He yeah. he's because he's twenty five. <laughs> While Amari Cooper is twenty six, and Amari Cooper has been around since the the dawn of time. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Keenan Allen. <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine player, but he's going to have Tyrod Taylor and uh, Justin Inconsistent Herbert. Inconsistent after I might his actually, first couple I'm games. I'm thinking I might actually move uh, Keenan Allen down to like tier five. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't think I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think on he, just on he talent, was great I would, in the second half of 2017. Very, but since then, I, I don't know. He let me down a couple of times last year. Yeah, I because you know one of those was against the Lions last year. He had a couple big games, like yeah, like destroyed Darius Slay as his yeah, yeah, that was like. Let's be fair. Let's be fair to the lad. He's been playing for the Chargers. He's been playing for the Chargers this whole time. Say that, but Philip Rivers is going to just chuck him the ball. It's not really his fault. He, got, he just gets off targets. Yeah, and Philip Rivers can throw it far. I mean, yeah, but Philip Rivers can't tell who he's chucking the ball to anymore. Oh, that's, he's oh, he's had so many no, fucking kids' his eyes are going, and he's Phillip throwing Rivers the ball to whoever. He had so many like, interceptions you know, last year. children to make to plays, and he doesn't do it as much. Um, and his situation has now gotten worse because Tyrod Taylor is not hey, going to be maybe. as good as. It is Tyrod, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? It's Tyrod, I think. Uh, we're bringing Tyra. this up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tyrod, uh, are I'm you guys nearly continue? certain it's Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. We are not going to finish this. I will. I All still right, think okay. he's good enough. And Herbert Robert is... Woods. Oh, yeah, Robert's Robert coming up next on the Rams. Goff is throwing in the ball. Uh, there's no more Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, if if by uh, if by some kind of like uh, poor luck, I was saying no. I was something happens to Cooper Cup. saying Tyrod. That's what we said. Um, there's something happens. No, it's Tyrod. Wait, yeah, yeah, Tyrod. Tyrod. That's what everyone says. It's Tyrod. Oh for fuck's sake! All right, I'm <laughs> ready. We are, we are moving on from this. Anyway. I really disagree. Robert Woods. Good handcuff on, on Cooper Cup if something happens to him, and he's a good guy in his own right. He's decent; he'll get you some yards. Tyler Lockett, <laughs> Tyler Lockett, best friend. Guys, it's not. I don't know why he's it's, not it's, about it's a this year. Tier four, because maybe last year he was playing with Russell Wilson. This year, he's playing with Mister Unlimited. <laughs> he's gonna get unlimited <laughs> targets. This is so stupid. Unlimited fantasy points. Unless Metcalf is better, but we'll not spoil the rest. But okay. yeah, Tyler Lockett right. was 
one of the best quarterbacks, favorite receivers, and that. But sadly, on an offense where they like to run the ball. Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett um, was one of the four, best deep was ball connections in the league last which is the perfect passer rating that someone could get. But it's gonna go higher because it's unlimited. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Cortland Sutton uh, on the Broncos. Receiver. Solid receiver. Did well last year. Very. Uh, he wasn't the issue. He, he wasn't the Cortland issue. Sutton He's a, he is, is like a young he Alshon here. He needs his QB to get better. Where he'd be, he wouldn't look out of place on a basketball court. Fair. Just a big athlete. I'd say that's fair. I'd say that's fair. Hopefully, he then hasn't developed the uh, attitude only, of an alpha His only question mark is Drew Locke, which, as we know, is the alias of Andrew Locke, who has gone into yeah. hiding. Shaved off the beard. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, shaved he's off taken the beard. On the appearance of Buzz Lightyear. He's changed himself. He didn't even move that far. Like it's not even that far from Indianapolis no. to Denver. Like you know, he didn't. He didn't go all the way to Florida or anything like that. Staying in the Midwest. So more that's or less. what we can expect. Well, uh, Denver's not exactly. There's going to be a better offense this year in general. It has to be because they might the people. It, it does just depend on Drew Locke and if he is actually yeah. good. Yeah. Well, more yeah, Devontae Parker and, 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 and the NFL, and only one of yeah. them has been good. But last year was very good. Like in the second half of the year, he was, I think, <laughs> the second highest point scorer as a wide receiver in fantasy. I just hope, I pray, the two Otago Vailoa takes the year yeah. out and just says, I just gotta, we're gonna go all in next year, but this year, the hip's just feeling a bit sore. I do think you'll get games. Oh, so I don't think you'll get it the full so year last with year. two at night. I bet he was. <laughs> If he ended off good with Aye, Fitzpatrick, but this, this ain't like Amari like Cooper where every other week was bad. The, the this was like Ryan a good seven or eight game stretch that was really good. And his last yeah, game of the but season, if that seven yeah, or eight game stretch comes at the start, he dominated Stephon Gilmore. Like Gilmore could not stop him. Yeah, he's a monster. He turned into no a monster. Feet. I don't know why he turned yeah. into a monster. That's an and impressive then, uh, thing to put your CV. Like Corey Davis on the Titans. You kind of want all of a sudden him just like it just the click in his head and he just goes all yeah. in. Oh, I love him. Anyway, sorry. We're on to the final tier, tier five. Yeah, these guys oh, are yeah, maybe a bit on of a more than anything. Like you look at all them guys. Depends. I have uh, tremendous upside. Maybe like Jarvis Landry excluded. Jarvis is the only one there (laughs) with like a high floor. I mean, you know, if all else fails. High floor, low ceiling. Yeah. So who have we got? Let's just run through. Let's just give all the names and then if we have any notes. Is that an invitation, Nick? (laughs) All right, Matthew. Matthew, yeah, what's your thoughts on DK Metcalf? I mean, yeah, I was kind of expecting. All right. I actually, no, well, no, well I agree with what night. you've written. He could become Seattle's because of his rookie year. When you think of DK, <laughs> what do I see? <laughs> yeah. 
just one of the bigger men on planet yep, yep. Earth going up and catching yep. a super goal. Single handedly destroyed the Eagles last That's year. That's what I dream about. I'd like to I see will it. say he is. He, he was is an absolute juice box. He's, this man. he's like the douchebag. Oh, he, know, he knows his way around a cycle. Sausage party. Where he's just he is clearly fucking juiced. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. He's allegedly juiced. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah allegedly <laughs> allegedly yeah DJ yeah then we've got uh, DJ Chark we've got Stefan Diggs uh, Terry McLaurin I think Terry McLaurin I think I to me stands out as a guy who's got a big upside uh, I would have had Terry McLaurin a little bit higher personally he is because he's definitely he going to be the number one guy was the in Washington, Washington. Haskins yeah, just ain't there yet but then Haskins did a lot better towards the end of the year Haskins yeah. did a lot better towards the end of the year in terms of his own play, but Terry McLaurin didn't do much. Like he only catch one, tu- he only caught one touchdown from Haskins. He didn't uh, pick up the fucking Lions. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> you've got AJ Green, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. AJ Green as well to me. Like, if AJ Green is is healthy and playing, and if uh, Joe Burrow turns out to be what we all think he is, then AJ Green could be like one or two tiers mm. too low on this. He he could I, but that's the same with Metcalf have huge like, performance. Metcalf, well, Metcalf is com- Metcalf is, is competing, competing with Tyler with Lockett. Mixon. That's the thing. It all depends on Tyler Boyd, does. John Ross, and T Higgins. He's not know, competing with Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's the fucking running back. QB, you're going to prefer to hand it off. Instead of throwing, yeah, and even then, yeah. check down. Mr. One Good Joey B. We're Joey talking about though, Mr. Slow had the chuck a deep man. This thing, one thing about Joe Burrow, Mr. that Amazing kills me, here. is when he takes the ball from under center. It's like he's going in slow motion as he takes a step back. They survey the field. Everyone, everyone else gets the ball and they bounce a wee bit. No, Joey B's just like, right, well, I better do this. Just don't drop the ball, Joey. Yeah. You got it. And then surveys it and goes, ah, there you are. This boy's open 30 yards in the field. It's because these other mere mortals who take these balls, they need to do this in order to get their bearings. They're like little rabbits that all hopped up. Joe Burrow has been told that he needs to do this, but he doesn't understand why because it just doesn't make any sense because he's just too good. He's just going through the motions of what people have told him he needs to do, but it doesn't fucking matter to him. He's going to get the ball ready to go anyway. Fuck it. He's a budget Tony Romo. Number one overall. <laughs> <laughs> he was decent, I. But, you know, he was Tony also Romo a was very good QP. He just choked. Mm. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Brandon Cooks, who just lolled at that trade. So uh, Jarvis Landry and Michael Gallup. Yeah, yeah, it is upside. He is a super. He is so fast. Talk about upside, and as he will you be say, playing. Like and Deshaun Watson is one of the better deep balls in the league. And he and because yeah, the problem I think for Brandon Cooks is that he's he's had a bit of a drop off since he was at the Patriots because he's had some real he's had some real issues um, with yeah, yeah, um, the, with um, staying when healthy. He walk into, when he walks into a room, you got to make tell. sure the lights are dim. It's also going to be. I got ahead. So he is one head injury away from just hanging it up. I, I will say, with anyone from dying, 
he actually done me out of a one one year because he walked on the field in his first catch. He got concussed and dropped the ball. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't because he was the, he was the guy. He was the guy in in that um, in that play in the Super Bowl against the Eagles where he caught a pass from Tom Brady, and there was there was like a DB in front of him, and he did this weird kind of like like kind of Mexican standoff shimmy thing, and he was just kind of kind of like trying to like fake out the guy but he wasn't actually moving the old head and then Malcolm himself. Jenkins just came up behind him and absolutely like, flattened is this boy him. Jewish fucking not out of his head that's how he does it that's how he does it Jesus Christ you're I not do my think problem to, boy to, to get away from that anyone, anyone who's been that is exactly what the NFL did to get away from that immediately anyone who's been traded this year I think is going to be is going to be considerably shitter just because they haven't had the chance to acclimatize the mm. team really. Maybe now that if they cancel preseason, they might get a bit of a chance. But uh, I'm looking, here, I'm looking like Michael Gallup. I think, think. Uh, in the weeks where uh, in the weeks where uh, Amari Cooper paints himself green and decides they blend in with the ground and tries to hide, he should do well. Especially since Lamb will be taking a few weeks to start. <laughs> you know, he'll take a few weeks and then. Uh, like I said, Brandon Cooks yeah. is replacing DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller likes to injure himself every two weeks. So he can't stay in the field. And Stefan Diggs has the the biggest variance yeah. of difference here. Because he is, he is a, obviously a great player, but now he's with one of the most yeah. inaccurate QBs in class, the league. But... The man just can't throw deep. He can't throw intermediate. Uh, but he's going to fucking chuck it. But he can, he, he can throw it far, oh, just not that. really far. He needs Marvin oh. Jones. Here, Josh, throw a 10-yard check down. Oh, no, Alonzo, throw a couple of And then fucking Marvin Jones just appears. <laughs> um, Marv, yeah, just sitting there, the floor, I got you. Like, the ceiling is that if, if he's Josh Allen can put together and hit Stefan Diggs and leaves everyone in the dirt, the, the floor is Stefan Diggs throws a hissy fit and walks out on the team. Two weeks in, and then and then puts on shade on Twitter for the next two years. Yeah, <laughs> just on Josh Allen. <laughs> All right, so that's the tears. Oh fuck! Uh, is there any any, make any sure wide receivers you guys like that might have like maybe needs to change the tier or hasn't made it on any of the tiers? Um. Uh, the the only the only I think thing that I'm looking at here where I would I would have someone a little bit higher for me is is maybe um, I don't know I think I think maybe Keenan Allen could be a little bit higher up but I, I don't know I don't know I think that depends maybe I just think it's more just he's, their he's position right. within right. the tiers nah, he's okay like everyone's in a grand tier it's just if their position was actually like rank order. I don't know if that's what you did, yeah. Connor. Or yeah, you just... but it's but it's tears. It's not a record. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the, but uh, actually, I do have one right question, tiers. Connor. Um, so it it looks to me like you have you've not ranked um, any of the the rookie guys coming in, like the new class yeah. of wide receivers. So your you know your CD Lambs, yeah. your Henry Ruggs is yeah yeah, but he's a runner back. Yeah, you they, they literally come in running. Just like quite help. It's like it's so it's so easy, and then you think. All right, who's the number right. one wide receiver? Henry Ruggs. He's going to be with, you know, Derek Carr. I don't really trust to sustain a wide receiver that much. Um, and he's a rookie. Uh, Jerry Judy is going to be 
with Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton's already there. And then you got CD Lamb, who's got uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup ahead of him for now. Yeah. CD Lamb actually is gonna if he plays in the slot for most of it, he's yeah, gonna trust Jacobs the most to put up the most too. points. The one I'm actually the one I've actually been drafting in mock drafts yeah. is yeah. Jalen Rager from the Eagles. I'd say that's fair. Because he always goes around the eleventh round. And actually I find myself doubling up on Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rager. Because you can get the Sean in the tenth and Jalen in the eleventh, and I'm just like, yeah, one of them's gonna hit. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Especially with uh, Marquis Goodwin deciding so to say I, that. Um, actually, one of the aside from Jalen Rager, I think Michael Pittman could be in with a shout. He was drafted to the Colts in the second round. He was drafted uh, the second pick of the second round. The Colts drafted him, and Philip Rivers. He managed to put up a thousand. He managed to let Mike Williams put up a thousand yards last year. And Pittman's the same type of receiver, and that he's. He big and strong. Yeah. Type. So I think that could work, especially with T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> especially in like a, he's in a better O line and T.Y. Hilton's getting pretty old. So that's my logic there. Mike Williams is definitely someone I just left mm. out. But he is playing that's he fair. Has either again Tarod or Justin Herbert. Played for Cleveland because people didn't know how to pronounce it. And then he just said Tarod. Yeah, but he said uh, people just listen to the like, answers and go off what they say. <laughs> and he's, he made like a statement when people asked him, and he just said, "Hey, Tarod, my mom calls me Tarod." Uh, you tell her. You tell her that. Well, maybe it's Mars wrong. <laughs> I can't I can't I'm off you sort of what are we doing next oh man no we are done I'm just saying the like, next what is done? the next position I think we're more or less done I mean the only thing that I would mention well if we're going on if we're going on positional value of who we would order first Next up has to be surely tight end because I mean, or QB. even though no, you draft your tight ends before your QBs. Depends on the tight ends available. No, it doesn't. Well, like if someone takes the only good three tight good tight ends, well, Darmore or Adam on there too, but tight. If they're gone, then you're like, well, I'll just take. We're gonna do tight ends, Matthew. Probably, well, somebody's gonna there's draft much Lamar less. There's much less depth in tight there, ends, but, and it's gonna be a lot oh. easier. And it won't go on for two hours like this one today has. <laughs> that's fair. Right. That's yeah. fair. Okay. That's that's totally fair. We could oh just cut God, this up and man. make it two podcasts, and then we don't have to do another you're one. You're a lazy week. genius. <laughs> the one thing I'll say, I just want to. <laughs> nah, we, well, we need to do another intro. But the one thing I'll say. Um, uh, the Europa League um, semi-finals well, we'll are the set now as well. Do this. Yeah, uh, because so we'll, we've uh, got tonight. We got oh. Wolves playing. Yeah, yeah. Lens yeah. Lens playing Seville. So do you just want to guess what they are? <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna confidently uh, guess and, and, and predict what's gonna happen and, and it'll be oh, grand because so that'll happen. Wolves so uh, obviously uh, they're gonna build us. Yeah, Wolves are gonna, gonna, Wolves are gonna do Seville. It's gonna be like four one. It's gonna be grand. <laughs> yep uh, that's going to be great and uh, and yeah Basel uh, they're smashing condiment um, so they're just going to just yep. run out of Shakhtar to the Esk. so that's going to be that 
And uh, and yes, yeah, so uh, final then is going to be uh, Inter Milan against Wolves and, and Man United against Shakhtar. Because obviously we will want to see Wolves just humiliate That's Man United. Right, where final. can you find us? That would be the dream. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wolves, Wolves, Wolves get Champions League. Is it on the night? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow. Or, or is it? No, 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 no. Tomorrow, I think. Yeah. All right, where can you find us? Because I really need to pee, so let's get this going. No. Right, well, you can find us at worldofnosport.com where uh, we're pretty soon going to have our tier lists. We're going to be putting them up there. Uh, so if you want to go and have a browse. Uh, we also can be found on Twitter at XFL underscore four underscore life because The Rock is everything now to us. Rock you can well, find Rock us... Uh, you can find us by emailing us as well at uh, worldofnosport at gmail.com uh, or you can get on the Instagram we put a few things up there every now and then sometimes we make memes who knows uh, you know go do something and that's uh, at what is it Matthew? at worldofnosport yep so there you go nice and consistent except the, for the Twitter uh, which podcast decide to download it on iTunes instead and give us a nice 8 star review or as many stars as you can I just sneak them on. Yeah, Keep if you could sneak in an extra star or two. Um, right, Duncan? Just, that'd be grand. Oh, you're listening. Can I give a five and a three to make it seem real? <laughs> give us a five star review and in the comment just add in a couple uh, of extra star emojis. Alright, boys. Yeah. Uh, we'll the get the, the tight ends next yeah. on the next podcast. Okay, I'm going to go guys. listen to WAP again and put the volume all the way down because that's all that matters. Listen to WAP and then FAP. That's our outro. Thanks for saying the quiet part out loud, Matthew. <laughs> well, them girls are thicker than me. <laughs> Alright. Okay, I'm 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 stopping this now. I'm stopping this recording. Au revoir, as they say in France. <laughs> <laughs>